0: Every day, I'm hustling. Every day, I'm hustling. Every day I'm every day I'm Who you suck snake you tripping with? Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome back to the hustle and fitness boot camp where we talk all things personal development, life hacks, tips and tricks to make you a better all-around person. I am Jake and I'm here with my man David. That's what I'm going yeah. with today. And yeah, if this is your first
1: time listening, if so, congratulations, welcome aboard. Uh, Yeah, we're about personal development and and really covering a lot of different concepts that we think apply to all areas of life. We talk a lot about fitness, a bit about business. But I I find a lot of parallels um, in all areas of life with the things that we often discuss. So if you're into learning more about how you can grow, how you can develop how you can, you know, tackle whatever's in front of you as best as possible. That's really where we feel uh, the stuff we talk about comes into it. And you know, we're just Two dudes who uh, live in our mum's basement and play Pokemon and eat nachos all day. But we're going to give you life
0: advice. Can you pass the nachos, please, Jake? Uh, Yeah, just pass the vodka first. Pass the vodka? Yeah.
1: Just during. We are, yeah, if if you're just tuning in for the first time, we're uh, two shy lads running our own businesses and trying to make a dent in the world and help more people with both our businesses and this stuff. So that's what it's all about for us. And get jacked. Don't forget that. uh, Of course, with the Doritos. (laughs) So enough about us. Let's talk about something that might help you because today is called. Label yourself or the world will label you. Man, I love some good headings. I love some good headings. Oh, yeah! So what is that? What is that really? Let's get, go big picture, Jakey. Let's tell them what we're going to be talking about a little bit today with this uh, this headline.
0: What are we going about? Okay. So essentially um, what that so eloquently put quote means is we need to make a choice about who we are, what we stand for, what we believe, or else we will fall victim almost to the beliefs and I guess the influences of others. So as an example, if you're running down the street naked and you don't have any clothes on, obviously if you're naked, someone's gonna throw a blanket on you. And that's gonna be your clothes. <laughs> that's gonna, gonna be gonna your You don't get a choice anymore.
1: Someone <laughs> else makes the choice. Or maybe like your partner will be like, you're not leaving the house naked and they'll put some shitty clothes on you, I guess probably more realistically. Maybe mm. by, if you live by yourself. You know, yeah. if, you, if you consider running around naked, you probably do live by yourself. <laughs> but uh, moving on from that, that's, a, that's an interesting little analogy of this concept, which when we say label, you know, there's a word that goes around, that's probably more accurate that some will have heard, some haven't called self image. And what we mean by that is how do you see yourself? What is it that you really think about when you think about who you are, your your identity? like like. It sounds deep and philosophical, but it's not that. It's just we all mm. have these kind of things that we uh, associate and identify ourselves with, and if we're not conscious about that stuff, that stuff will take over our life, and it'll, it'll end up – you'll get an identity one way or up, is right. what Jake's point about the whole closing thing was, and it may or may not serve you, and if you're not conscious of that to a certain extent, there's a good chance it won't serve you unless you happen to get really
0: lucky. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, I think – Yeah, we're going to say? Yeah, I would just say like, you know, you could get lucky by being surrounded with great people. Sure, sure. That's a good point. If your parents really knew what they were
1: doing when you were young, they might have instilled in you that you're like really positive identity traits and labels, that you're a a learner, you're a good person, uh, people treat you well, you've got a lot of value. Of course, some people will definitely get that. I think that's a very good point. Um, Do you remember when you first stumbled across this like self-image concept though?
0: You know, I, I couldn't pinpoint it if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, I guess I mean something that just popped up into my mind then uh, about how the people we're around, especially our parents, can have such a big influence on our self-image, um, would be like my my mind goes to a story that Gary always tells. Gary Gary Vaynerchuk. If you aren't familiar with Gary, who goes by a first name, not Gary from Pokemon. That's, <laughs> that's important to distinguish. Yeah, I mean, he's our man. Gary, Gary he is our man. Anyway, moving so, on, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, Mr. Vaynerchuk tells a story about how his mom would always reinforce um, him with like getting super excited and encouraging him when he would hold the door open for an old lady or mm. do something nice for someone else. So Gary probably created this self-image that I, either I'm a nice person, I help people, and that is a, a self-image or a value that I a guarantee is serving him, Hmm. you know, ever since. Yeah.
1: And and his his mum probably had some level of understanding of what she was doing was instilling in him that I'm going to help him value helping other people and things like that. So it's one of those like, you know, the the world will create your identity if you don't. And some people might help you create a good one if you have good parents or friends. And and often they don't. And um, that's the real thing we wanted to start with on this topic for everyone out there. And I think the the important thing to talk about with this is that when we talk about labels or self-image, these are the things that then shape your behaviors and shape your actions in life. One of the strongest human drivers is to act in accordance with our identity and with That's how right. we see ourselves, uh, which can be great if you've got that empowering self-image and can be, um, you know, destructive, probably not, probably not destructive, but can be limiting mm. if you don't have the right self-image. And yeah. there's lots of research. The reason I asked you, my first example is the book Psycho-Cybernetics. So an amazing, right. an amazing foundational personal development type book. If you want to learn more about stuff, it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. And this guy dives into, his, he was actually a, was he a surgeon, like a facial surgeon or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to do facial surgery. Yeah, yeah. He was, and he realized, he realized, and he realized that he'd, he'd fix people's faces, they still felt the same way about themselves. So that's right. And he realized it was a self-image, it was a mindset, not a physical thing. Yeah. And the book psycho talks a lot about this and talks about examples of people in sales who have this identity of, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a $50,000 a year sales guy. And when they worked on how they saw themselves that they're a $100,000 a year sales guy, they also yeah. like crack a $100,000. Mm. And then there was like people in sports who again, do you see yourself as an okay player? Do you see yourself as a star of the team? How do you see yourself? What's the label? I'm going to label myself. I'm the fucking gun player. I'm the, I'm the man people go to when, you know, scores a level, there's two minutes to go, give me the ball. Like that, that's a self image. Like yeah. that, that's a, and then you want the ball and you perform well. If you're the guy who doesn't handle well under the pressure. Fuck! Don't give him the ball with two minutes to go. That's right. That, that's the self-image. And so I first heard in next I thought that was really a great place to start. It's a little, it's a little bit like full on that book. But yeah. if you're willing to be patient, maybe go through it again. Yeah, um, open to it. It's it's really really good. But can you think on examples like where a label is limiting or, or an image of yourself influences maybe how you act in life? Something like yeah, one hundred percent takeaway
0: for people. Yeah, I think yes, whilst labels and you know the the self-image that they create. Uh, can be really powerful. They can also be, as we've said, very limiting. And so a couple of examples that come to mind would be, um, like, for example, I'm ugly. You know, a lot of people might, especially, uh, I would say teens who are a little bit, um, you know, they're involved in social media. They're looking at yeah. these beautiful more people, more self-conscious yeah, essentially, more actually. self-conscious. That's right. And, yeah. and probably going to be, be a little bit more critical of themselves. Like if, if you have this self-image of I'm ugly, then you know, that can have a massively negative impact on the way you carry yourself mm. in the day, you know, it will obviously slash your confidence. And as we know, having confidence is so important in yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if you have say I'm ugly or I'm fat or mm. all these kinds of labels that we could put on ourselves, uh, that could then reinforce negative behaviors. Let's go with the, I'm fat label. You know, if, if I'm fat, then I must eat fatty foods. And what can actually happen when we, uh, when we put those levels on ourselves, it almost gives us an excuse to not want to change that, to not want to, um, to be a better version of ourselves, because if we're accepting that, okay, I'm fat, then, you know, because I'm fat, it, it's okay for me to eat these fatty foods and then reinforce this negative state that we're in. Yep. Yep. So do you want to add anything to that? I, I think
1: where I want to go with that is, or well, first on that last bit, before I go back to Twisa, I think the last bit then comes back to this kind of like, you know, people say like, know yourself and do you and like, you are who you are, or like, I'm, like, people, there's these expressions that imply we have this built in type of person, personality, or these traits, right? You yeah. hear these sort of things, do you be yourself, all this shit. I think it's good advice on a very micro level of like, you should act like it, like if you have a value around this, you should go and do that. But it also it often I think implies to people they're stuck the way they are. Mm. And I don't like that. I highly disagree with that. Because <laughs> I just think it's bullshit. And I think it's very limiting. Because if I believe that I would still be overweight, I wouldn't have a fucking gym right now. Because that right. is what I was like when I was younger. And so I just think that's important. What you said there is that like, you know, people have these beliefs, but then they they Think their identity is something that is now stuck with them forever. Now fixed. But your identity is not attached to you. Your identity is on with Velcro. Mm. If you want to pull it off, you can. It's not yeah. who you are. It's attached to you and you can separate. And that's actually, you know, Zach, who I did the retreat with a guy called Zach Dixon, who's, who's one of my mindset coaches. He talks about a lot of his retreat. Your identity is just on with Velcro. Right. Good. You can pull it off anytime you want. You can put on a new hat. Um, you can be this new identity. In. And I think that's important on what you were saying before. But you mentioned like the fat example. Like I was going to say, regardless, that that was a big one for me when I was younger. Yeah, so I, I wasn't just big. I saw myself as big. I thought I was a bigger person. Um, which how did that come? Well, you get reinforced by comments kids make at school, or um, you know, you can physically see the difference between you it's like, and a kid. Just yeah. reinforced, and compare yourself to, you, right? to someone else, um, something else. Yeah, you know, even look at my family, not in a rude way, but like you know, you see the people around you, you grow up and and how things go. So. That's a big one. And you were saying, like, ugly or things like that. I mean, when we big picture that, we've, we've got our identity around what our value is a little bit in life. And if we see ourselves as someone who's worth it or quite valuable, we have a lot of self esteem and self worth, and then we act in accordance with that. Mm. Someone with a, with a low level of self worth, like, ugly is the, the lower tier. The higher tier is like, I don't really value myself because I don't think I'm attractive, isn't going to go walk up to the prettiest girl in school and be like, Hey, Janine, how's your weekend? <laughs> like, just like with confidence, right? They're not going to do that. It's not possible. It wouldn't yeah. happen. Um, they're the ones going to be like, God, it's weird when the girls are like me. Just any of the girls. That, that, that's what I mean. Right. Um, that's more your value, and that might be looked at as ugly um, as our identity and things. So that label is important. Um, yeah. There was another example you told me before we got on about extrovert, introvert. I think that's a good one, too.
0: I me share. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the introvert um, label that we can put on ourselves um, can be a very limiting one in some situations. And, you know, again, if we are telling ourselves, um, something like I am an introvert, we're almost giving ourselves permission to, um, to stay away from social situations that could potentially, you know, make us happy. They could, um, open up different opportunities in business. I'm an introvert. So therefore as an introvert, I don't go up and approach people for new business. I don't go up and approach people for um, all sorts of things. Like Mm. there's, um, so many different ways that, uh, it can be used as an excuse, And that's ultimately going to hold us back in a lot of cases, like the, being an introvert whilst it's completely okay. And like, by definition, you might be someone who likes to keep to themselves a little bit more, but having the self-awareness to, um, to know when it's, so when it's a good idea to actually step out of this label that it's like, that we're putting on ourselves and be the extrovert in certain situations, um, I believe is very powerful and important to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Self-awareness is a key word. Like, I
1: think, I think the question to ask yourself with a lot of things in life is, is this serving me? Right. Whether that's talking everything from your identity to labels to, to the fucking mood you're in sometimes. Like you get, like if you're throwing a hissy fit about something, you know, yeah. if you actually stop and, and <laughs> cut the bullshit and be like, is this making me feel better? Is this mm. serving me? And you often, you, you answer if you would be honest, yourself, is obvious. No, that's, right. that's a good little thing to remember. I think that's relative to what you're saying there where, okay, maybe you're naturally more introverted but there's someone that needs to be talked to about something, you might need to be a little more extroverted yeah. in a sense of going and talking to them. Um, right. So yeah, you know, this is a, if you're just understanding these concepts, um, it's just a good thing to start thinking about. Yeah. The next step is then, well, all right, I, I need to sort of think about who do I need to be to achieve a certain thing or get something that I want or live the life I want. Like that's kind of a good question to ask. A lot of people focus yeah. on, well, what do I want? What do I need to do? But there's a question that comes before that, which is, who do I need, I need to, to be? Because that's going to influence what you need to do as well. Yeah. And you can't just sit around and be like, I'm a fucking entrepreneur. And then not actually do anything for business. <laughs> it's not like, who do I need to be and not do anything? Yeah. But there's something to be so, said about that.
0: So in this case, if, um, let's say I want to run the biggest, most successful chain of gyms in Australia, mm. who do I need to be? If I, if I am putting myself in that label of I'm an introvert, then maybe I actually need to take that that label off with a bit of Velcro and mm. start working on becoming a little bit more extroverted for, for an example. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I um, You
1: know, through my life, I feel like I've changed labels a fair bit um, in the last probably seven or eight years since kind of second half of high school to where I am now. Mm. And I think there's been, I think there's two to three ways you can do that. I'm trying to think of as more than two. Number one is who do you surround yourself with? because they're, and we've talked about this in other podcasts. Yeah. It's one of those like cliche sayings, people say so much, but it loses all fucking meanings that you hear it so much. But again, your environment is your future. Okay, that where you're around, yeah. matters heaps. And if you're around people with a certain identity and a certain label, you will gravitate toward that. There's no other way around it. Yeah. You, you, you either will not hang out with them or you'll end up like them. There's no in between. They'll either, you'll end up out of the group yeah. and you won't be around them. Or if you stay with them long enough, you'll end up more like them. And so I think if you're thinking, well, all right, I understand maybe right now, I've got a bit of a label on identity, I sort of see myself as this type of person. Do I know people who are more like the person I want to be? And can I hang around with them more? Can I do something proactive to be around that? When I joined my first business mastermind, that is the impact it had. I went into this group of these higher level business people who are focused, had big goals were doing things. And all of a sudden, I started seeing myself as someone like that because I was around them.
0: Yeah, I think that's a massive one. So it's it's almost like these um, these kinds of things that these labels, these um, these things that we're putting on ourselves, it's almost like a dial that we can gradually turn up or turn down depending on what we're surrounding ourselves with. So let's say in this example, we're hanging around with more successful people, people who we might say are a bit further along in their journey in business. You might've turned up your dials on, I'm a successful business owner, uh, going from like, I'm an all right business owner to, I'm a successful business owner too. I'm a super successful business owner. That might be how the dial slowly slowly shifted for you. Mm. I I never thought of it like that with a dial, but yeah. Rather than being just a Velcro on off in this situation, it could almost be like a dial. I think a lot of things in life we need to remember, not black and white, they're shades of
1: gray, as they say. So it's like, you know, your identity around your ability to solve problems, your identity around your ability to figure things out or ability and your, your identity around, again, your business owners, like you're right, if you hang around people really high level, that comes up to a 10. And then yeah. maybe you come back and you hang out with your family and you talk about fucking dogs and the, and the <laughs> weather and it comes down to like a five temporarily because you're kind of like back in reality. And it is something that who you're around will turn that up and down yeah. really, really, really quickly. Um, the other one I, I was going to mention is I think your, your daily habits, routines ultimately shape your identity massively because it's, it's what you're doing. And if you can just get a couple of things that support the identity, the label that you want, it's it's the most effective way. Like a lot of, a lot of people, we thought about morning routines and rituals. I think that's the power of it. If you do something often enough with enough repetition, it eventually sinks in that this is something you do. Yeah. So morning routines are a great one. I did that for years. I still do it pretty regularly, but trying to instill, like, if I was going to be that person, what are one or two things they would do and just commit to doing them regularly and just build them into your lifestyles. The other way you can sort of shift that like yeah. my label, I'm not really a gym goer. Okay, what if I just went for a 15 minute walk every single day? Okay, okay. now I'm a little bit more of an exerciser, right? Again, now we're turning the dial up. You're not, right. you're, not, you're not a bodybuilder yet. Now I'm gonna make that a 20 minute walk, now a 30 minute walk. Now I'm gonna do a 30 minute walk and come back and do 10 minutes of bodyweight exercise in my room. Then after I do that, I'm gonna do 30 minutes of bodyweight exercise. I'm gonna go buy a dumbbell set, then I'm gonna a, then I'm gonna get my gym membership. And you can slowly That's turn right. that dial up by building these habits. And all of a sudden you're on the gym and who are you now I guess you're a gym person, aren't you? Yeah. So I think that's the other like, actionable step we could give someone That's right. is to start with like, you don't need anyone to do that. That's a good thing. You don't need anyone to start doing a new habit in your life. If you want to get up tomorrow and do a morning ritual where you write down three things you're grateful for, what your goals are, write up a couple of affirmations, who you want to be, no one can fucking stop
0: you. That's right. No, and now now, you now you're being proactive about that label that you're putting on yourself. Because would would a non exerciser go and sign up at a gym? Probably not. I mean, people still have- They do, that's, that's how those gyms run. <laughs> <laughs> here are sure we're here all week. <laughs> <laughs> first shuts down the fucking podcast. Um, yes,
1: right, hilarious. Um, but yeah, like that's the practical side of this instead of just being like, oh, that was interesting to hear. Like those two things. How can you get around people who, who live more with that label Are other sort of people? They yeah. see themselves as the person you wanna see yourself as. Mm-hmm. And Number two, what habits, what routines, what rituals, what actions, can you just instill into your life that are congruent with who you want to see yourself as, and they can be hard. So as always, start small. Don't be like, well, I better like, go in the gym six days, a week." go for that walk. Start. You feel so fucking good just starting. That's the thing people miss. They think they need to have the goal to feel good. No, right. one step in the right direction gives you a disproportionate amount of the good feeling of reaching a goal. I cannot stress that enough. Start with something small and you feel fucking good. Anything else to add to Mr Turnbull?
0: Yeah, and just with that final point there before we move on, like, A lot of people also think that they need the motivation to start as well. But as we've already discussed, at least once in this podcast, you get that motivation from starting. It's the little steps that build the motivation. The momentum builds the motivation.
1: They're simultaneous. You need a little bit of motivation, then you do a little bit of action then you get a little bit more motivation, take a little bit more action and they build and they build and they build. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about other podcasts about responsibility. You got to take responsibility for everything in your life. I think about this a lot. You need to take responsibility for how fucking motivated you feel every single day. Because if you're not motivated, whose fault is that? Are you coming from cause or effect? You it? If you're not motivated and you are not doing anything about it, you're shifting responsibility. Right. Someone else should motivate me apparently. <laughs> if you're not motivated, it is on you to get motivated. Go watch 10 minutes of fucking videos. Go see someone who is where you want to be. Go to a hospital and see someone who doesn't have the opportunity to do what you want to do. And that'll probably motivate you because you'll fucking see it, like the end of the tunnel and be like, shit, this is what right. happens if I don't act. You know, you need to take responsibility for your motivation around these things. If you're like, I want to change my label, but I'm just not motivated to go exercise. Yeah. Sorry, tough luck. Guess what? If you wait for someone else to motivate you, I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe some in your family will die of a heart attack and you'll get lucky and that will motivate you. Like that sounds morbid as fuck, right? But that would, mm. that would motivate people. Yeah. That would motivate you to start exercising. You'd hope so. But do you, do you want to rely on something? No, no one wants to rely on that, obviously. So it's responsibility on getting motivated to make these changes it's in your life. And I think that's a, a good place to leave it on because it's very universally applicable to everything in your life. You're responsible for how you feel, no one else. If you don't feel the way you want to feel, Guess who's gonna
0: change it? It's you.
1: <sighs> no one's gonna
0: save you. I just thought of a new, um, a new job. Yeah, a personal motivator. You literally go around motivating you, people. You just no, you follow them around all day, motivating them, like whatever they're doing, e- eating their cereal. You can eat that cereal, man. Eat it, eat it, great. That's it. Chew it up ten times, ten times. Let's go. And it's it's a completely new job. It's not like a personal trainer. It's a personal motivator. I'm just thinking
1: of all the jokes you can make. Someone's like, you meet someone like, what do you do? I'm a personal motivator. Oh, really? What's that like? I just can't get into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, a, I need motivation to become a self, a personal
1: motivator. Like you're applying for a company to be like their personal motivator, like at the entry level job. And they're like, sorry, how about you want the job? And you're like, oh, I guess a little bit. Next. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Learned a bit about labeling. If you like this podcast, tell a few friends via Smoke Signals, or you could just link them on like Spotify or Anchor. That'd probably be- more Interpretive Dance. Interpretive Dance. Yeah. That would be also it a good work. work. Uh, but tell your friends, we want to get around. We want to help more people. And it's funny that when you help others, you feel good. So do you like feeling good? If so, go tell everyone and make sure you subscribe. Because then every time we put up a new episode, that phone of yours will help you get better instead of distracting you by telling you to listen to it. That's right. So subscribe, tell a friend. And until next time, tell them what they've won, Jake. Uh, A hat? No, we get that. Oh. We'll see you next time, guys.
0: Bye. I'm in the
1: distribution I'm like